0: This is Sheffield
1: Live. We're open for Business Live. Good morning. It's just after nine o'clock. It's Friday the 23rd of September 2016. My name's Jamie Veach. I'm your host for the next hour for Sheffield Live's business and social enterprise programme, Business Live. We're broadcasting live as ever on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM and from the Sheffield Live livestream at sheffieldlive.org. This programme will also be available as a podcast later from the Sheffield Live website. Talking about podcasts, there's a host of exciting, wonderful music and more to discover. On Sheffield Live, all you need to do is go to the website and start looking up shows on the shows page, whether it's rock, Motown, reggae or much, much more. You can find new music, old music and music to love and enjoy. So what's coming up in today's programme? Well, I'm delighted to have in the studio Laura Bennett and Elizabeth Chassere. They were on the programme a few weeks ago, listeners will recall, before heading over to Gaza to take part in a boot camp in support of the Gaza Sky Geeks programme. What happened there? Who did they support? How did it all work? Well. Stay tuned, because you can find out. And we also have, back from his travels, Johnny Pawlik. He's just been in Japan. He is indeed big in Japan, but we're not going to play the music big in Japan. Sorry to disappoint you. However, not to disappoint you, we are going to tell you all about doing business in Japan, based on Johnny's latest, latest trip. So, Stay tuned to hear more. But before we turn to our guests, just a a quick couple of announcements. and We're going to keep these brief today because there's a lot to pack in. But the Sheffield City region this week hosted a round of Pitch at Palace, which is an initiative offering the chance for business ideas to be seen by a global audience of influencers who can catapult them to the next level. It was established by the Duke of York. And in less than three years, Pitch Palace has helped over 200 businesses to grow. Some are now enjoying a huge global success. This year's event is focused on technology. And the Duke of York hosted the touring event at the University of Sheffield Advanced Manufacturing Research Centre, with Boeing's AMRC's Factory 2050 building at the Sheffield Business Park this week. It took place on Tuesday. So, set up, as I say, by the Duke of York, by, in fact, his charitable trust to support start-up businesses and entrepreneurs, giving them the chance to explain their ideas to Prince Andrew, but also to a panel of experts in front of an audience of investors and business leaders and mentors. 42 entrepreneurs get selected to attend a boot camp. 15 then go forward to pitch at St James's Palace in November. So, among the pitches this week were Rotherham based SotPay, a payment transfer system. Also pitching Cumulus Energy Storage, a high tech startup based on the Advanced Manufacturing Park. And the event was run by three companies. Drenched Limited, who have a product for taps that transforms the flow of water, reducing the volume of water used by 90%. Also, Offer Moments, a startup from Manchester who create digital advertising screens to personally engage visitors and shoppers. And Sheffield Mobile Power Limited, they've designed a way to transfer, to deliver renewable energy at a price point uh, affordable to the emerging market. And in a statement afterwards, Prince Andrew said the standard and the passion of businesses was outstanding. And he praised the AMRC too. He said he'd watched this incredible institution grow over the years. And to be able to see their wonderful new building filled with some really clever advanced manufacturing was fantastic. And of course, if you want to find out more, you can do so at the Pitch at Palace website, which is pitchatpalace.com. So go there, learn more have a look and hear about the inspirational businesses who pitched and who won. This week, Grant Thornton expanded their Yorkshire operation with the appointment of 13 school leavers and graduate trainees in Sheffield and in Leeds, part of Grant Thornton's strategy to become a go-to firm for growth by 2020. They've hired people in their Sheffield office and their Leeds office for audit, advisory and tax teams. And candidates were invited to attend workshops, giving them an insight into the vibrant economy that uh, Grant Thornton say is the case here in the region. The uh, new recruits are expected to drive the future of the business forwards. And listeners who heard this programme last week will recall that uh, there were new stats announced about Sheffield and Rotherham and the tech sector and the number of digital jobs that are supported in the region, according to new research from PwC. 14,313 was the number um, uh, of tech jobs supported in the region, adding over £273 million to the economy every year, according to a new report which is titled Sheffield, the Vanguard of the Digital Revolution. That report was released last week. If you haven't taken a look at it yet? Well, do so. Full of interesting stuff. Now, also, we talked about Britain's role as a pioneering country for social entrepreneurs, and could it suffer as we prepare to leave the European Union? Well, the chief exec of Social Enterprise UK said it could be the case, but he's most worried about uncertainty, Um, since we don't know when Article 50 might be triggered and what sort of uh, what sort of deals might happen? And it's worth remembering, Britain has uh, has been pioneering in terms of businesses that are responsible and supporting social enterprises. First social impact bond was launched in Britain in 2010. We introduced social investment tax relief, and we even brought in the Social Value Act in 2013, calling for public sector contracts to factor in not only cost, but social value that is created Now, an interesting survey found that 49% of leaders of social enterprise haven't noticed whether the Social Value Act has had any impact whatsoever. Now, what do you think? If you're a commissioner in the public sector or if you're a leader of social enterprises, how aware are you of the Social Value Act? I'm really, really keen to hear your views so you can get in touch with the programme and talk with us. So, quick reminder then. If there's anything you think we should be discussing, whether it's business, social enterprise, whether it's about startup or growth, whether you're an employer, an employee running a business, running a social enterprise, we're really keen to hear from you. You can get in touch with your ideas, what you think we should be covering, discussing, put yourself forward as a guest. All you need to do is email jamie at sheffieldlive.org, text 07904 272 200. Find me on Twitter, Jamie Veach. Find Sheffield Live on Twitter as well. Because whether you're starting, running a business or a social enterprise, we're very, very keen to hear from you. So I think it's time we should turn now to our first guests today and I'm delighted to welcome back to Sheffield Live and into the studio Elizabeth Chassere and Laura Bennett. Good morning.
2: Good morning. morning.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today and for coming into the studio and we recently heard from you before your trip to Gaza a few weeks ago near the start of August and of course you then uh, you then went on the 30th of August start of September for a few days you're now back. How was the trip Elizabeth?
2: It was incredible, life-changing, and very challenging. Tough at times, but worth every minute. And Laura? Yeah, I
3: mean, I would echo that. It was very intense, very long days, and we learned a lot and I think contributed a lot um, and had a fantastic time. So let's just
1: recap. What was the purpose of the trip? You were out there as mentors. You did this as volunteers, and you did this to support entrepreneurs in a boot camp to prepare them to prepare them for gaza sky geeks so first of all what's gaza sky geeks elizabeth
2: gaza sky geeks is a program that was set up by google for entrepreneurs within gaza to help foster the entrepreneurial tech community there It has a very large proportion of highly educated, highly skilled young people, graduates, uh, students, um, but very poor job opportunities, very high unemployment rates. And it was a way to provide um, an opportunity for people to build online businesses and create jobs that they could do through the Internet that didn't rely on freedom of movement.
1: Okay, great. So that is Gaza Sky Geeks and the purpose of this particular event at the start of September. Laura, can you recap? Can you just explain?
3: Certainly. So Gaza Sky Geeks, at the moment, they run an accelerator um, once a year, which is about four months long. So we were taking part in a pre-accelerator boot camp, which essentially was whittling down, I think, 140 teams to about 15. So it was over the course of five days. And everyone in the room had applied, had got through an initial selection process. And then all of the international mentors, there was about five of us there for the full five days and another four who dropped in and out. Uh, We provided uh, coaching sessions and also one to many sort of team mentoring sessions to help move them along towards the sort of grand final on the last day, which was a pitching uh, event where every team got up and pitched their idea and, uh, in the hope of getting onto the accelerator.
1: What a wonderful experience then, and a challenging experience because you're packing an enormous amount into those few days, one-to-one support preparation for the pitches, but also you have to whittle it, whittling them down, which is never, never easy when, uh, when there are so many great ideas, what was that process like?
2: It was intense as Laura said, um, What we were able to see, though, in all that face-to-face time, which is something that the participants really do value when mentors come in, um, is that sometimes the idea might not have been the best idea in the world. Maybe it had some limitations, but the team members were working really well together. They were highly skilled. They had potential to probably pivot and do just about anything. Um, Other times it might have been the other way around. Fantastic ideas, maybe not quite the right skills in the team maybe the team wasn't working together very well, some dynamics issues. Um, So it was intense to try to keep all those things straight and not want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. When you saw something that wasn't working, you had to look past that and see the potential that was there in front of you.
1: Quite, yes. And as you say, I suppose, Elizabeth, people who Um, people who have participated in the program will, as a result, also now be able to collaborate more. They've made new connections as well and pivot their ideas with with others. So, Laura, tell us about the specific challenges that the entrepreneurs are facing in Gaza.
3: Well, it's interesting because you have the challenges that entrepreneurs everywhere in the world are facing. And then some. Um, so, for example, some of the, the challenges that we see entrepreneurs facing here in the UK as well are very similar. So how do I reach my customers? Are people going to pay me for my product or service? Um, is there a market opportunity here for, for my idea? So a lot of those things were quite similar. And I was I I I found it interesting how many similarities there actually were. Some of the more specific challenges for Gaza, obviously there's restrictions on freedom of movement, and many of the entrepreneurs were looking to reach customers in Saudi Arabia, in Dubai, and how do you do that when you can't necessarily go and meet people face-to-face? So some very specific challenges around restriction of, of movement and yeah it was interesting to have those conversations i would say yes
1: quite and i was i noticed you were blogging extensively during the course of the the visit over there and you talked about the actual process of getting into gaza which was uh, i mean people who haven't visited won't appreciate how difficult and how isolated it uh, it's is And you talked about walking through tunnels covered with wire and then sitting in waiting rooms with Wi-Fi and, and then more tunnels and pulling things through and long, long waits. And of course, people who had previously been able to move much more freely um, now being far more restricted as well in terms of people, people working um, in, in the region as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's the, the the restrictions are from both sides of the yes. coin, from Israel and from Hamas. So the, the restrictions on people entering Gaza and huge restrictions on people leaving Gaza as yes. well. So in terms of business as usual, that's not really been happening for the past few years due, due to those no. uh, circumstances. Uh, so w- yeah, we had to apply for permits and go through this long process but we made it
1: you 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 did so as you say laura then the people who you're working with face all the challenges that any entrepreneurs and startups face but then specific challenges as well as, as you've talked about and let's turn back to elizabeth then so at the, the, as a team the two of you have traveled together laura mentioned there were uh, several other mentors some for the entire process and some dropping in as well who were you working with and where where had they come from
2: uh, we felt very privileged of being only two of seven people from around the world that got to go on this boot camp. And we're very proud that there are two of us from the north of England, uh, based here in Sheffield. Um, But there were people from um, a guy who is based in Belgium, but who is Italian. A guy who's based in California, but um, was from New Jersey. Um, We had also with us one of the very first computer engineer students that ever went through the California University system. She was a lady in her 70s and told her story about fighting some very intense battles to try to become a student um, in computer engineering back in the 60s or the 50s. Um, and uh, so we were with some amazing people. We had a variety of people with very highly Um, Develop technical skills. Uh, You had people like me who come from a more managerial sort of a background. Um, uh, Laura, obviously, who knows so much about bringing um, support to entrepreneurs and bringing startups together, getting the most out of your community to to make the most of success and so on. Um, So it was really quite a humbling crowd to be a, a part of. We also had some visitors who came from um, some investor relations companies in in Germany who popped in for a short period of time. Um, So I felt like we had a very good mix of people who were um, just the sort of thing that the the entrepreneurs who were on the boot camp needed. And we learned a lot from each other as well. And at the end of a very intensive day, just to be able to sit down with your fellow mentors and say, Oh, my goodness! Was that as intense for you as it was for me? Um, yes, I can't even string a sentence together now, but it was very invigorating at the same time. It meant a lot.
1: Yes, I bet it did. So it sounds as though the skills from the mentors were really complimentary. Was that deliberate? You know you said you were very you felt proud and privileged to be two of seven people from all over the world um, taking part. Had there been a a, a very conscious process to bring complementary skills in?
2: I think so by Gaza Sky Geeks, because um, as a non-techie, even though I do have a tech startup, um, I always feel quite apologetic when I'm in certain circles. I think, should I be here? The whole fraud syndrome sort of thing. Um, And when I put in my application, I was very clear. I said, I I know you have limited resources to bring people in. Um, If tech skills are what you need, I completely understand. If there's any other way I can help, that's great. And the director of Gaza Sky Geeks, Ryan Sturgill, came back to me and said, no, they need... A very well-rounded bank of mentors because many of them do have highly developed tech skills themselves. They will have been in a university setting for many years, but they don't have that real world uh, people skills, soft skills, managerial skills, leadership that they're going to need to be competitive in a global market.
1: Absolutely. Those skills are crucial as well. That's really, really interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And also a couple of things that you just said. I think A worth unpacking if you like he's kind of just alluded to imposter syndrome which a lot of people uh feel um particularly people who are very driven and very good at what they do can sometimes feel imposter syndrome because they're always striving to learn even more and um did you notice that the entrepreneurs that you're working with um feel that themselves as well you know any of them
2: i would be interested in laura's view of this but um I found the entrepreneurs in Gaza to have an incredible amount of self-belief. Great. They are hugely driven. Um, as a matter of fact, I think one of our most important lessons was um, you really must validate and test your idea. You cannot run this thing on faith alone. Um I personally didn't witness any cases of imposter syndrome, which I think is a, a remarkable thing. And I think it's a real testament to um, how they are overcoming the restrictions they face. They mm. have got to have that amount of confidence and self-belief, or I don't know how you would get out of bed in the morning.
1: That's, I'm sure that's a very valid point. And if you didn't have that, how could you?
3: Um, what do you think, Laura? I would echo what Elizabeth says, and uh, I think it has to be said, especially amongst the women who were taking part in the boot camp, I was just amazed by how many women were there in the room. It really puts pretty much every event I've been to in the UK to shame. There was it 50% really? or more women in the room, and these were women who were incredibly intelligent, speaking fluent English, had incredible technical skills, standing up, presenting their business to a room full of 150-plus you know, people, very articulately very confidently and I mean that was just uh, amazing to see and like I say really puts puts the UK to shame any tech event that I go to and this is about two women in the room so (laughs) yes
1: well that is noticeable isn't it how uh, many many tech events the um, um, there is overwhelmingly a a male audience and Mm -hmm. let's then uh, uh, continue on that theme the venture capital community across the world um, has been um suggested to be suffering from unconscious bias let's hope it's unconscious rather than even conscious bias but unconscious bias because 92 percent of uh, senior managers in venture capital firms are male and um women-led projects are um Underinvested in compared with male-led project projects at venture capital level. Now you are out there in, in Gaza you're talking with um, excuse me with uh, a, a room which was far more representative of, of women. Mm. What experiences do the female entrepreneurs have in Gaza that are perhaps different to in the UK and USA and worldwide?
3: I am trying to unpick this one myself, to be honest. I know that Gaza Sky Geeks have done an incredible amount of work to um, promote diversity. They had a woman who I didn't meet, but I know Elizabeth did, who was heading up the diversity and equality programme and encouraging applications from women and, and really doing a lot of outreach to get women to take part. Um, but, I, I mean, speaking to to the women, to my my interpreter, for example, Huda, she's just very ambitious, and I think everyone's... L- when you're in an environment that's got so many restrictions and constraints, you tend to look out as far as possible. And th- the th- that seems to be true for men and women, but certainly yes. particularly for the women. And in terms of venture capital, I mean, that was one of the biggest challenges is the, the lack of investment opportunities in, in Gaza, in Palestine, I mean, likewise around the world. So whether we'll we'll see that increase, I know that one of the main um, Venture Capital Firms in in Palestine in the West Bank is headed up by a woman, so she has links with Gaza Sky Geeks, so perhaps there might be opportunities there. But as ever, it's whether there's going to be anything investable that will attract the investors, which is...
1: Always an issue. Indeed it is, yeah. And and can you add to that? A little yes,
2: bit? Um, I met with one of the teams that I had met last year when I was there for the Startup Weekend and they had come on, on by leaps and bounds. And as a matter of fact, it's a woman-only a, a woman team obviously led by a woman, um, and they have recently uh, received investment from London, so from the UK. One of our mentors who went out there, his he runs a venture capital firm in Belgium. He was one of the mentors there. So he was very um, impressed and keen to try to um, foster the relationships with the women-led teams that were there that we met. Um, The mentor who came from California said that he had never seen so many female entrepreneurs in any of the events that he has been in um, in the whole of California in a place like Silicon Valley. He was absolutely blown away by by the number of women that were there. So I think they're starting to show their stuff. With people like mentors who go in and witness these things firsthand and take them back out to their venture capitalists and um, uh, their investment communities, we, we can begin to see more of these things in the future. And I was really proud that there was a company in the UK that had seen the value in this particular startup and had been willing to invest.
1: So you're d- demonstrating then with evidence that the program is attracting entrepreneurs and it is doing so with increased amounts of diversity and on a worldwide Level. It is doing better than most programs um, that people have seen in California and in the UK as well. But not only that, that it is attracting investable entrepreneurs as well um, who are attracting investment from all over the world. So remarkable. Now, we're going to return to the topic and, and catch up with a little bit more of your experiences um during the trip in a couple of moments or uh, or two but before we do we're going to play a track of music and this is a track um that elizabeth you've uh, chosen and suggested we play i'll ask you about it after we've played it but we'll play it first it's tina clark break the chain you're listening to Business Live on Sheffield Live 93.2 FM and sheffieldlive.org. Business Live is our weekly business and social enterprise program presented by me, Jamie Veach. And in the studio today, we have Laura Bennett and Elizabeth Chasser and Johnny Paulick. And we've been talking about Laura and Elizabeth's recent visit to Gaza to mentor entrepreneurs. We'll return to that topic in just one moment. But before we do, a quick couple of reminders. Upcoming events. It is, of course, Made the Entrepreneurship Festival. That's coming up soon in November, the 8th of November, to be exact, at the Sheffield Crucible Theatre, but with fringe events taking place in the entire week all around Made, And I was really, really pleased to hear that the social entrepreneur, Josh Littlejohn, who founded Social Bites, the chain of cafes in Scotland which employs homeless people, is coming to speak at MAID, because I interviewed him last year up in Edinburgh Uh, When I visited it and um, he'd um, he managed to persuade George Clooney to come to Scotland and uh, and visit his his cafes and got uh, world public worldwide publicity as a result. But a fascinating story. And of course, you can hear more about his fascinating story if you go to the maid festival. What else is coming up? Well, it's also the Chef X event returning on the 17th of October. And there are a whole load of business and IP events. Taking place at the Business and IP Centre, Sheffield. Look at their website to find out more details. Um, Plus, today it's Sheffield Live TV's second birthday, so a huge happy birthday to you, Sheffield Live TV, especially the the daily news in the evenings and a, a huge variety of exciting music sport culture and many more programs and of course you can get involved with sheffield live tv via the website send an email and do that but congratulations on two years and of course in october it will be a birthday for sheffield live radio as well um celebrating ten nine nine years of fm radio i can't count um and uh it'll be 16 years i think then since actually first transmitting from a field uh from a caravan in a field at a festival so sheffield live radio well done so let's turn back to our guests today Laura and Elizabeth so Elizabeth you just chose a track of music that we we played and that was Tina Clark break the chain why did you why did you pick it
2: well um, I cheated a bit I didn't pick it myself I told um, our friends back at Gaza Sky Geeks that we were getting to do this radio show this interview and I asked them to select a song and the woman who um, took care of us the most, arranged our trip and made sure that we were well taken care of, uh, Heba, she suggested that song. Um, And she did so, and I think that this is a real indication of the way that that Gaza works. Um, The women really do look out for each other. They want each other to succeed, um, and they inspire each other. And this song is about um, stopping uh, violence against women. Um, And it's a very basic... um, issue that without that freedom from violence women can't go on to pursue pursue their goals their education become entrepreneurs and be involved in their community Um, and so I think it's a testament to her and her support of her community that song
1: well thank you for for choosing that and, and please thank her for choosing that as well so I'm going to have to um, give you some rapid fire questions because we only have mere minutes left. And this topic, of course, as I, as I said to you both before, we could unpick, explore to our heart's content for a, for a sort of two or three hours if we wanted to. Which is why we got you back on the show today and we'll get you back on the show again. But um, a few quick questions then. You took a number of um, of items over. You took books, you took tech equipment over with the support of the tech community in Sheffield in the north of England. You were able to take things like um, raspberry pies, many books and much, much more. So your suitcases were bulging on the way over to Gaza with, um, with useful materials to give to the entrepreneurs you met. What was most
3: valued by the people that you met? I don't know who wants to answer that one first well my suitcase was essentially just full of um, several copies of one book yes. called the mom test um, by Rob Fitzpatrick and that is all about customer development which in essence is how you talk to customers and get them to either pay for your product or tell you that <laughs> that they want to buy your product um, it's a it's a very basic I say basic, it's an essential concept for any entrepreneur to wrap their head around, um, especially uh, we found in Gaza, actually. People had incredible ambition and vision. They wanted to take their products and services like all over the Arabic world. And it was about bringing them back to say, well, have you spoken to somebody? Is this a real problem that needs solving? Have you like explored those options? And this book is really... sort of handbook on how to do that so it was given out as a prize for some of the boot camp winners um but there were I think I took about 35 copies so there's a number <laughs> that are available for people to use um, and, and and refer to and it's it's certainly it's a handbook that's used by some of the main accelerators here in the UK Indeed. pretty much every startup entrepreneur has read it and used it so yeah very very glad that Rob was able to donate those copies to, to for me to send to bring over and it's a
1: book that you obviously
3: uh, believe to be invaluable as well certainly yeah and one of the talks well the workshop that I ran well as part of the boot camp was based on on the book so yeah
1: great stuff and elizabeth what about you
2: um i took quite a haul of electronic um and sound recording equipment across with me Um, one of the things i would say is that we threw out the um the information to our startup communities in sheffield and manchester and asked for donations and the community really came up trumps Uh, they they offered a lot of um items Candy, which is a very successful startup in Manchester that looks at website conversion, donated a whole stack of books, a couple of raspberry pies, a robot, um, T-shirts, and so on. Um, one of the biggest hits from that stack of books was The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben yeah. Horowitz, which really teaches you about having to be a leader in a startup and the tough decisions you have to make. And that was one of the most valuable lessons for our, our Gaza Sky Geeks Um Teams. It's a very different culture there. They need to learn startup culture, which is different from traditional corporate culture in a place like Gaza. So it really had some value. Um, The last thing I would say about that is the reason we need to take many things, not only do they just need stuff, Um, but they don't have access to an international mail order delivery system or a postal system. If it isn't physically carried in by people, um, they don't get it. So we were able to take sound recording equipment to support a new project called London to Gaza, which um, is a very cool um, uh, virtual reality sort of um, program where people can sit in Gaza and sit in the UK and and act like they're in each other's front rooms. Um, So it felt wonderful to be able to support some of these projects to come alive.
1: Brilliant. Absolutely powerful stuff. So will you go back?
2: Yes, in definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, and I, obviously, I was talking about coming back into Sheffield Live. There, <laughs> will, you, <laughs> will you will you will you go back to Chef uh, to Gaza? Of course, you will. Then, um, will you come back on Sheffield Live and talk again? Because there is so much more that we could talk about about your experiences and the, and the support that you've you've given, but also the experiences of entrepreneurs there uh, in Gaza. Now, for people who want to find out more. Um, because you both blogged about this extensively um, mm-hmm. whilst you're there or on your return, perhaps the best thing is if we give out your Twitter addresses because from there people can very easily find links to to the blogs. Laura, do you want to give out your Twitter address? Um, um,
3: yes, of course. It's uh, Laura I H Bennett and Bennett is with two Ns and two Ts. Indeed, and Elizabeth,
2: and I'm at Startup Liz, and you can find my blogs at Startup Liz on Tumblr.
3: Superb, great.
1: Okay, well. Elizabeth, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for telling us ab- about your trip to Gaza. Thank, thank you. you. really appreciate you coming in. You're listening to Business Live, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM and sheffieldlive.org. We're going to take a short song break. We're going to have a bit of arcade fire. This is The Suburbs. You're listening to Business Live, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM and SheffieldLive.org with me, Jamie Veach And you've been hearing today from Laura Bennett and Elizabeth Chassaire about their recent trip to Gaza to take place, to take part in a boot camp supporting entrepreneurs who were um, applying for and being part of the Gaza Sky Geeks programme. If you've only just tuned in and you've missed that, don't panic. You can catch up with the show on the podcast later via the Sheffield Live website, SheffieldLive.org. But coming up next on the show, I'm delighted to welcome back to the program, Johnny from Mantra Media. Johnny, good morning. Good morning. It's
0: a pleasure to be back.
1: It's a pleasure to have you back. Third or fourth time on the show. The third time on the show now. Yeah. And uh, however horrible I am to you, you keep on coming back. <laughs> I do. And happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you on behalf of uh, Sheffield Live. Um, it's a pleasure. Indeed. You guys do great work. So
0: you have been doing great work in japan it's it's been a it's been tough it's been a, a challenge uh, the um, 13 sometimes 30 hours of of traveling but yeah we've um, established a, a great team now in kyoto um we're delivering uh, contracts for private businesses and also the government now so we're working directly with the japanese government to help universities and internships um using digital marketing um so yeah, it's it's, uh it's it's challenging but um very rewarding and and
1: remarkable really for a sheffield based sheffield and london based digital agency to have um um begun working in japan relatively recently and um quite rapidly secured some prestigious contracts with a range and a diverse range of prestigious clients. How did he do
0: that? Um, so me and my business partner, Massa, we went to university together and we both studied um, at Oxford and we um, just kind of always wanted to form a business together. And a few years ago, we worked with a national charity in Japan called the MHCP, the Medical Herbman Project, uh, which creates sustainability projects in areas of deprivation around the world. And uh, since then, we've always said, what can we do? What more can we do? And Mantra seemed to be accelerating so quickly in in the UK and Europe and with contracts in the US as well that we thought, well, what can we do in Japan? So um, last year, we, we discussed this and we, we started to do a bit of work. And and this year, it's just accelerated exponentially. We uh, do huge LinkedIn and digital marketing uh, training courses out there. So I've brought in a a Japanese workbook that we created, which is like 30,000 words uh, Mm. written in English and Japanese. Um, And each one of those people we deliver it to are business owners. And uh, most of them end up Wanting to take our services, so you know they come for the weekend course, and and then they say, "Can you run a campaign for us?" So, so that sort of model of offering training, and then
1: the people who come on that training, they get to know you, they get to trust you, they see that you have the expertise you're talking about. Of course, that's a model that many businesses use. They use in the UK, they use internationally in terms of running. Courses attracting the right type of clients who they want to work with and then converting them, but you've
0: been doing that and that's working for you in Japan. It's it's a funny one really because when we deliver training, the the point is to give them the skills to do it themselves, um, and uh, they could. They, they I really believe that if anybody applies themselves and and has the right knowledge, then they can do these things. Um, but it's time, it's energy, it's resource um, that that ends up being our what we, we help with um for me it's it's solving that that gap um yeah yes indeed so this most recent trip how long were you out in Japan um, for so I was out for two weeks and um we delivered a number of training courses it was actually very grueling um and it was even though we were doing you know 20 hour days some days it was amazing the response we got um japanese culture in general is 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 very much about honor and respect and and showing each other that you have a huge amount of empathy and empathy was something i heard a lot out there Uh, one of the students actually wrote a workbook in japanese and um, english about messages that he wanted to share with the world you know how he wanted the world to be a much more caring place, and much more about love, and and us uh, all being a big community. Uh, and it really did teach me a lot about um, business empathy. I think I think in England we we always go for the cutthroat deal, and we we try and you know secure that contract, but we don't spend too much time thinking about the individual and their business and, and what it actually means to them, and the investment that they put into it. And that is something which is you
1: feel and you've noticed far more far given far more importance and uh, emphasis within japan within the culture
0: yeah they'll they'll you know you'll sit down you'll eat you'll have three hours together before you even start talking about business Uh, they want to know you and is this
1: something which is specific to the entrepreneurial or startup side of culture in japan because we do hear from time to time and it could be a reflection of media bias or perhaps lack of research in the media but we hear a lot about the so-called salaryman culture in japan Mm. in terms of people being expected to conform to a very very restricted way of doing things um, which would appear to be contradictory to this Mm. emphasis on empathy
0: yeah i mean there's a big corporate culture as well um i think i mean even guys who've come out of the corporate circuit um are very much empathy driven as well so we work with everything from startups to uh long established businesses the oldest being just over 500 years um and they they all seem to have that there is that salaryman culture especially in tokyo um, but I think some of the things that they do conform to, uh, mutual respect, um, just taking care of each other, I think is is something that would probably be nice globally. Um, I think we can learn a lot from the Japanese culture um, in the way that they, they treat each other that's really fascinating and so now you're back in
1: the uk when is your next trip to japan scheduled
0: um so i'm s- scheduled to go out there again late next month um but i'm not sure of the confirmed date yet um, we're delivering quite a lot in the uk as well so we're doing a linkedin training course on the 6th of october at the Copthorne hotel Indeed, um, in in Sheffield. So, um, so I, at the moment, I'm trying to concentrate on the on the the training and the, and the uh, the team we've got here. But um yeah, I sh- it shouldn't be too long before I'm back out there. Great. Mm. So,
1: I wanted to ask you about the business back here in the UK, and you've talked about um, you talked about a number of courses that you have coming up, including the uh, the LinkedIn course at the Copthorne Hotel um how's the team doing here and how's growth of the business in, in the it's, uk market
0: i mean i have to i have to mention my my uh, brother who's also a, he's the creative director uh, within the business and uh, as soon as i got off the plane uh, which was a huge flight because of the typhoon that had hit uh, japan yes um and then the computer on the the airplane blow broke as well so they didn't know whether the landing gear was gonna come down oh dear. which is quite scary um but uh, as soon as i got off i found out my brother had been admitted into hospital yes. and um uh, emergency uh, surgery to have his uh, appendix removed and he's been running the team here yes. li- while i've been in in japan and um to his credit i uh, so he came out of surgery yesterday morning and uh, we'd we'd been attacked by uh, Russian hackers. Oh. Our servers have been attacked quite a bit. It happens more often than people think, and. Uh, from his hospital bed, <laughs> Jason had actually been doing some some coding to uh, oh, to stop these. And I was I was like, y- you can relax, it's okay. We'll we'll give this to somebody else. Don't don't work, please don't work. Um, so I do have to. You know, I'm very appreciative of of my business partners and and, and employees. Um, uh, the work that Massa does in Japan and, and what Jason does up here in the north is it's amazing I really do. and what sort of clients are you working with in the uk so it's very mixed so with the training side we've worked with kind of siv and uh, we do uh, we've done a lot of the marketing for silversmiths restaurant for the last two years uh with a really neat project uh, element enterprises um we did uh, a startup um thing with the university of sheffield um we've we've kind of worked with I mean, we've worked with the lead mill, we've worked with um, tram lines and outlines festivals. So we've we've done a lot of different kinds of, whether it's training or social media competitions or um, PPC. We've, we've worked with such a big mix in in the local area.
1: And as you kind of alluded to earlier, uh, perhaps a lot of people and a lot of business owners believe that they can do social media themselves and of course they can learn and do things themselves and you are actually enabling that by offering training but at the same time you offer a service to look after um, this communication channel for people and Again, as you talked about earlier, that's a very, very useful service for businesses because then they can get on with doing what they do best. And um, mm. um, even if they know how to do it, they might not have the time to do it or the capacity. Mm. What do you believe sets your business, sets Mantra apart in terms of how how you
0: work for your clients? I, I, think, I think the first thing has to be customer service. Um, we genuinely care about the the end result and when we create campaigns we actually look at what's the objective where are we trying to go and then we create something a strategy about where they're going and a lot of that is around the psychology of the user so uh, when we're talking about people on social media we're talking about how do we psychologically engage with people to make them feel a particular way so that they engage positively with something so it's not just about sending messages like the meaning of mantra you know mantra is is to repeat a positive word or phrase over and over again for a positive result and that's kind of what we do for our clients is this community building um, and creating positivity within that community to to drive their um, their sales and their businesses or their charities indeed
1: great well it sounds that Johnny as though business going from strength to strength it sounds you. as though you're um, your team is a very well gelled team as well mm. and obviously we must send best wishes to your brother and Thank and you. his recovery um, many listeners i'm sure will, will have gone through a process of uh, appendectomy appendix removal or we'll know people who have i i do um have uh, close uh, close to people who have and it is um something that although you might come out of hospital quite quickly um mm. it's a shock to the system you're, you're gonna sure. have to restrict him from that, yes <laughs> from 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 his desire to get back at, get back back
0: to work yeah very much so <laughs> it's it's funny actually because they they were saying you need to take care because i as you know, I was on Osaka Radio yes. uh, less than a week ago, five days ago, uh, which was, you know, again a, a great experience being on radio out there. And and uh, I'd, obviously, I only landed uh, uh, just under twenty four hours, so I kind of a little bit jet lagged um, still. But uh, yeah, I uh, it's very addictive uh, being an entrepreneur, and, and especially if you love what you do. It's you can't stop, so I understand that. Yes, quite.
1: That can be that can be challenging. That can be something where people do need to rein themselves in. But you can you can help them do that as well. Yes, yeah, very much yeah. so. Super. Well, Johnny. Going from strength to strength with Mantra Media. Um, thank you very much for coming in today, and you brought some you. Um, you brought some um, some exciting and, and colorful things into the <laughs> studio. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you brought in?
0: Yeah, so um, our offices in Kyoto are based next to the Nishijin, uh, Nishijin um, textile center, and they produce a lot of classic uh, Kyoto. Uh, made good so everything's handmade it's all makers and these are handmade sweets um that i've brought in um just for you guys to to try and yeah see well i think.
1: sorry listeners um i'm going to have to report back on this for you your, your your appetite may be wet i will tell you how absolutely delicious these things are and in fact mm. check twitter in about five or ten minutes uh, <laughs> from uh, jamie veach or from Johnny's account, Mantra Media, and you'll see pictures of us enjoying, I hope, (laughs) these delights that Johnny's brought into the studio today. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Johnny, thanks so much for coming into the studio today. Thank you, as Uh, ever. Of course, people can follow you on Twitter and find out more about Mantra website. Do you
0: want to give out Twitter Uh, web web links? So, uh, our website is mantrahq.com. Find us on Twitter at Mantra Media Limited, uh, Facebook, Mantra Media, um yeah excellent super well johnny thanks for
1: joining us thanks today thanks so much jamie We've been listening to Business Live, Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM and sheffieldlive.org. Business Live, our weekly business and social enterprise programme. And we welcome your views on anything we've discussed or talked about and your input. If you want to get in touch, pitch yourself or someone else as someone we should interview or let us know what you think we should be talking about, then email jamie at sheffieldlive.org. Text 07904 272 200. Find me, Jamie Veach, on Twitter. Find Sheffield Live on Twitter too. We'll be back on air next Friday from 9am through to 10am but don't go away now because next up on Sheffield Live is our fantastic folk music programme. Thank goodness it's folk from 10 all the way through to noon so stay tuned for that. And my thanks, as ever, to Sangeeta in the studio today as our sound engineer. And my thanks to you for listening. And a quick reminder, a couple of things coming up. Lots of events, Business and IP Centre Sheffield. Those are free to attend. Really worthwhile. Um, Business Sheffield, running lots of events. um, And you can find out more at the uh, Business Sheffield or the Sheffield City Region Growth Hub website. Plenty going on there. And Al Jamil from the Public Speaking Academy, who was a guest on this show not so long ago, got in touch to tell us about his public speaking confidence and presentation skills taking place on the 1st of October in Sheffield. Find out more on the Public Speaking Academy website. And our, one of our guests today, Johnny, has been talking about a LinkedIn course coming up on the 6th of October at the Copthorne hotel. You've heard the uh, link to Johnny's website, Mantra Media. You can find out details there as well. So we're going to wrap up today. We get about one minute of a track of music for you to play. And this is Sam Cooke, What a Wonderful World.